Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a coach, a speaker, and a advisor dedicated to help you grow and transform not just your business, but your life. And today we're going to continue through the trauma series. As you may recall, in the previous episodes, we talked about identifying what is trauma and overview trauma, and we talked about trauma at work, but now we're going to dig into trauma at home. This is going to be such a great episode for those of you guys who are looking for identifying incidences or situations where you felt lost, hope, confused, afraid, and didn't know how to quite label it. We're going to be talking about things that are softer forms of abuse that you may have experienced at home. This is going to be a really healing episode, and I highly recommend this if you yourself have experienced it or if you know someone who might benefit from this conversation. We're going to dive into this and so much more coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. I'm so glad that you are spending your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe, follow button, whatever button that you're looking at right now. That way, as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it immediately. And for those of you guys who have been listening and have been enjoying, I've got two big favorites to ask you. The first of all is please share this podcast with someone that you know would benefit. And lastly, if you've been loving this, make sure that you write a review. You have two options for that. You can click the link in the show notes where you can leave me a voicemail message. Please leave your name and your hometown. And if you don't feel comfortable with your voice, you can always make a standard review. Let other people know about this podcast. That way, your voice is spread far and wide and other people can benefit from what you have learned during our time together. Now, if you would love to learn more about me, there's also a link to contact me below. And this portion of what I'm sharing to you is explained briefly in Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where we walk and explore your whole life and how it has impacted your future. And and we will uncover all the ways that you can rediscover the beautiful brightness that is already shining within you. So go check that out, Amazing Attitude. I also will leave a link in the show notes below. And one more important thing before we dive into today's podcast is that this is not a replacement for medical or mental health services. And everything that I'm telling you is just my own personal opinions, how I have related with clients and other things that I have observed through my life. If you feel that you need to seek medical attention because of unresolved mental health issues, please seek that treatment and don't delay it. Obviously, if you have any thoughts of suicide or hurting yourself, please call 911 or reach out to a licensed medical provider because I want to make sure that you get the support that you really need, okay? All right, let's talk about trauma. Now, as I mentioned in the intro that this is part of a series. So if you haven't listened to the other trauma series, go ahead and listen to them because they all do touch on different 
element, but just trauma in general is an acute, meaning a very severe or chronic over series of events, set of events where you're either able to talk about the feelings, but not the events, or talk about the events, but not the feelings. And if left untreated, trauma can and will damage your life. And today we're going to dive more into what does trauma at home look like? Now, for most of us, we've heard all these really traumatic stories of family members who have sexually abused or hit or I've I've I even remember talking about in my own personal life where when I was living with my father, sometimes he would be gone for the weekends. Yeah, there'd be food home. Yeah, there would be lights on, but he would more or less just show maybe in the daytime to shower, change from wherever he went, and then he was gone doing whatever he needed to do. Now that's neglect. Now, for some of you guys, you may have experienced some form of trauma at home, but you never quite knew how to label it. And I've got on my list about five ways that you could have received soft trauma. Soft trauma is not the trauma that we'll call child protective services. Child soft trauma is not where you're leaving marks, physical marks or bruises or literally signs of damage. These are the types of tra- trauma that has impacted the way you view relationships at work with loved ones, the way you've come to decisions about where you live so many impacts that have come as a result of unresolved issues from your childhood. And why it's so important is because if you don't resolve it, it's going to come back. The great psychoanalyst Carl Jung once said that if you don't make the unconscious conscious or the subconscious conscious, you will keep repeating the same type of events over and over and call it fate. Well, I don't want this to be fate for you if you find yourself repeating certain themes over and over again. Let me give you a story that will kind of put into context why it's so important, why we need to identify if we may have experienced any form of childhood trauma, soft or hard, soft work we'll be discussing in our time with one another. I came across a woman in a social circle, and I'll never forget the very first time I met her. She seemed very optimistic to me, but a little bit troubled. She's a single mother, and she is currently living in Texas, but she was migrating from Georgia, and single mother of two young kids, and she was so really deeply afraid of migrating from from her place in Georgia to living into a, a different state. And throughout her story, there's lots of mixes of anger towards her children's fathers, anger towards her inability to finish her schooling earlier, anger, 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 anger. And while she said that she wanted to resolve the anger, she was still having tons of problems with coworkers, her child's father, 
not feeling satisfied in her work relationships, so many different issues. And as I was listening to the story, or rather reading the story, because this is all via social social network, online social network, it just came really apparent to me that this woman was literally having constant unresolved issue after unresolved issue and never quite dealing with it because she lacked the skills to be able to work through those issues in a safe and a productive manner. And as a result, she resulted to deflecting, meaning that it's not their it's not her fault, it's their fault that she bared no responsibility into how the relationship de- deteriorated. She would result to anger and, and which was covering up the shame. She was resorting to bitterness instead of acknowledging that she has the capability within herself to do different things. So this is what I'm talking about, why it's so important to identify if you have faced any traumatic issues at childhood, because it doesn't go away just because you've moved out of your parents' house, just because you may be X amount of hundreds of miles, thousands of miles of away from your your family members, the pain still exists. And this is why I, I'm so dedicated to this type of work because I have seen so many people have ruined their lives because they lack the courage within themselves to finally say, I cannot continue to let events that had happened to me 15 20, 40, in some cases, 50 years ago, I've talked with some clients over the years who have still unresolved issues from things that happened to them 50 years ago. And what I, I don't want to do the surface level stuff of giving yourself affirmations. Affirmations do work. They absolutely do work. I don't want to do, but I, I know that deeper cleaning needs to be done. And the first step of going through trauma recovery work is to acknowledge what it was. So without further ado, let's dive into this type five types of soft trauma. And the first one is being perfect at all expense. Now, we have coined, I think starting in the late 90s, um, this idea of the dragon mom. But there is also the dragon dad. And so let me explain what that is. Is a mother that is expecting all A's. It's heresy to even get a B, making sure that they are top of their class, valedictorian, making sure that they have no problems at school, that they're making friends, they never come home and with complaints about anything else that could disrupt the family vibe, only good vibes, smiles all the way, little miss perfect, and making sure that they do everything possible to make sure that they make the family look good. Now, you may wonder how in the world can this happen? Well, in the advent of social media and the advent of electronic devices where parents can send and receive messages from teachers and the PTA and all these other people where everyone is expected to keep up with the Joneses hyperspeed where you are expected to perform and you are not even allowed even to complain, to be forever thankful, to be grateful, to be smiling, to be forever cheerful. 
I was watching a movie with my son earlier this year. It was Disney Pixar's Turning Red. And it was about a Chinese American, sorry, Chinese Canadian family because it was in uh, Toronto. And so forgive me if I got the city in Mount, but I know it was in Canada. And the there was a curse where the family once called upon the ancestors that had the spirit of a panda. And anytime the, particularly the women got mad, they literally imbibed the spirit of a big red panda. And it was only caused when they were frustrated and they were mad. And what happened was throughout the movie, they showed that there was so much dragon mom pressure from the grandmother expecting the mother to be perfect. And then the mother putting tons of pressure on the daughter to be perfect, perfect in her flute, perfect in her studies, never saying anything that could cause disharmony. And as a result of all that pressure, she literally erupted in anger and frustration. And for a lot of us, we may have a monster living inside of our souls where from the outside appearance, we may look like we're normal and we're calm, but we may lash out aggressively and literally breaking things, self-medicating with alcohol, throwing things, uh, I've had other clients who resorted to passive aggressive behavior where they don't make and keep agreements where they'll say, hey, I'll meet you at this park or this event at such and such day. And the last minute they are no show or they call it a cancel where they literally sabotage uh, their connection with others. So this idea of being perfect are being expected to be perfect all the time, coming from parents, coming, and it doesn't necessarily have to come from the parents. It could come from a close family member, a cousin, a or someone just literally living in the household specifically. So it could be a uh, just a blood relative or someone close in the family that has put undue influence on top of a kid to expect a performer to be or to do something that is just not realistic nor practical. Because as we know that we're all learning. We're all works in progress and we all are going to make some mistakes along the way. So to expect perfection is absolutely ludicrous because we can't even expect perfection within ourselves. And it result. I've known so many people who've had that dragon mom. I think about one particular woman um, that I met. Her, I'll just, her name was Kate. And this is like, I haven't seen her in 20 years plus now, but we were in college and I remember she told me she went to a Catholic school and she got all A's in school and on the surface, everything was really great, but she was so repressed from constantly needing to be perfect and performing well. She engaged into some very dangerous sexual activity And on the surface, she seemed like she was liberating herself. No, she was just acting out of the trauma of trying to be all things to her parents and get all the A's, but it came at a really high price. So that is just something that you might want to call to your attention is where you call 
caused to feel as if you weren't good enough unless you were scoring A's or having your hair perfectly done all the time or never upsetting anyone. That's a form of trauma, okay? Now, let's talk about another a soft form of trauma is passive-aggressive behavior from a parent. Now, let's think about a, a particular scenario where you've had a, a, a parent, doesn't matter if it's mom or dad, who are very uncomfortable dealing with their feelings when you ask them, are you upset? And their face is fuming and they look upset, and they, but they say no. And they go to the room and they close the door and you never hear from them and you're banging the door and you're asking for help and you're asking for what you need and they're not responding. That's passive aggressive behavior. Passive aggressive behavior comes from people who have the inability for whatever reason to express their emotions with others. And so they resort to underhanded tactics to disclose their comfort. Well, for a kid who lacks the skills, when I say the skills, emotional cognitive skills, the how you process events to understand, hey, that's mom or dad having a bad day, or perhaps mom or dad has a chemical imbalance due to bipolar disorder, due to some type of of depression, some type of other type of illness, mental health illness. But in your mind, you internalize it. The only logical conclusion that you can make as a child is there must be something wrong with me. There must be something wrong with me. There's no other reason why mom is choosing to ignore me every time I ask for help. There must be something wrong with me if dad, every time I ask him a question, he goes locks himself away in the garage for the rest of the evening. There must be something wrong with me if I don't have them spend any time or interest with me. Now, for some people who've experienced that, on the surface, it doesn't seem as if anything's wrong because technically mom and dad are there, but maybe mom and dad will not show up on your swim meet or perhaps mom or dad didn't show up on your wedding day, even though they claimed that they were going to get ready and they claimed that they bought tickets. I had recently had a situation where, uh, to be quite frank, I my father was playing games too with trying to make arrangements so he said to visit his his grandson my my son uh, over a particular holiday and a week before I called him up and I asked him what's going on he said oh I'm sorry I had an unexpected uh, bill and I can't come and these plans were made months in advance for him to come he even made arrangements for him to uh, find accommodations for him to uh be be with us so this is what i'm talking about this passive aggressive behavior doesn't just stop at childhood you may have a parent right now who exhibits passive aggressive behavior you're meeting someone that or sorry rather dating someone that your parents doesn't agree with instead of saying hey i don't like this person they may make snide comments about them or they refuse to meet them there's just some type of behavior that it seems totally irrational and that is traumatic because it's hard to accept the fact that this person that was supposed to be your role model for life is behaving in a way that's in your mind you can see is illogical or irrational and so I just want to call that attention that is another soft form of trauma if that happened at repetitive events over a large 
long series of time, okay? And let's dive into another topic is conditional love. We've all seen this and you may have watched movies where I love you only if you, I think about the movie Mean Girls where there was these teenage girls that are that always fought with each other. Or I think about the movie Heather's doesn't throw back to the nineteen eighties. But we you can probably think about so many situations where you're only good as the last thing that you did, the last gift that you brought, the last shower retention or whatever. But there was never good enough. And you can never be enough. And as a result, it just created this hole in your heart that could never get filled because you could never measure enough to what your mom or your dad said or what your your brothers did. You may have had a situation where there was always a star of the family. Perhaps you had the athlete of the family and you perhaps you were the bookworm. And But everyone valued the people who were physically competitive. And while you were just more attuned to probably reading or studying and maybe weren't interested in that kind of stuff. Or perhaps you were the artist and you were praised as an artist, but you saw that another relative was demonized because they weren't as talented as you. This conditional type of love, even if you received so much love, but you saw another person get deprived, it makes you think in the back of your mind, I'm only as good as long as I can keep performing. And that creates another form of psychological trauma. And I do talk about an amazing attitude about uh, societal conditioning as well as family conditioning. What kind of conditioning did were you exposed to and how has that impacted you today? This is definitely something for you to think about if this is really ringing doorbells and really clicking on your mind like, oh my goodness, this is something that I never really thought about, okay? Now let's talk about number four is forced to be the man or the lady of the house. This is this idea of growing up too quickly. I remember when I was dating my husband, he told me that around age eight or nine, he was already filing taxes for his parents. And I was thinking, wow. And he said with pride initially, he said, well, his parents did not speak very good English. Actually, they still don't speak very good English. And he was the only one who could really just write in English. And so he learned to memorize some of the formulas by from the prior years. And he just kind of continued the responsibility of following the paperwork, signing checks, doing a, more or less a perfunctory controller in his family. And while on the surface, that seems great. Wow, this... This boy is very good. He's very diligent. He's protecting the family. Do you think that it's appropriate for an eight-year-old kid to be filing taxes in the household? Now, this is something that for a lot of us, they may you may could be thinking about because I remember also talking with clients where they one particular uh, family situation where when the my client was a, a little girl, her mother was so drunk. Even in the morning, she was forced to feed everybody breakfast at age seven, albeit it wasn't a great breakfast, a little cereal and whatever things that she could scrap together. But when you're assuming responsibility that far exceeds your maturity level, your emotional maturity level, that is a form of trauma. And I remember even myself, some of the things that I did when I was growing up, 
I asked myself, really, was that appropriate or necessary at my age? And the answer was no. Now, we live in this weird day and age now where kids are given way too much independence, meaning that they have their own cell phone and they more or less can come and go as they please. They've got multiple activities, but you really have to ask yourself, do kids really want that much freedom? I personally believe that kids want to have freedom in the sense where they can interact with their friends, but they want to also feel a sense of safety and security knowing that mom and dad are going to be there for them and mom and dad are going to be able to watch over them in case they just mess up and just do dumb things as all kids do. And so if you were giving a lot of responsibility because, let's to be honest, there was no one to oversee you, let's just call it what it is it was neglect okay and that is a form of trauma to be left to up your own devices or left to assume responsibilities that you weren't prepared nor ready to to handle and then the last one is kind of a fuse of the previous one, but I'm going to tell, talk more about it, this idea of emotional neglect. Emotional neglect can come in so many different flavors where an apparent will tell you every single little bit of de- adult information between her, them, and the parent, the other parent. So I've seen this so many cases where the the mother in a fit of rage will come and tell the, uh, the little son or an adolescent, your father's a no good SOB. He's running around and he's spending all the paycheck and he's running around with other women. And imagine if you're eight, nine, 10 years old and you're hearing your parent, one parent say that the other parent is more or less the devil incarnate. How do you process that information. Well, you can't. You go into one of two forms. You pretend it doesn't exist. You deny it ever happened. Or you become the cheerleader for either the parent that's not there or you shelter. You try to absorb all the pain and try to be the emotional proxy of the parent that's complaining. And that is a form of neglect. Parents are not supposed to dump their emotional problems on their young kids. And if that's what you're doing right now, because you don't feel like you don't have anyone else to share, I just want this is a big wake up call for you too, parents who are who are listening to this podcast, and you may be sharing far too many adult situations over to your child who do not lack the information to process it, even though they're willing to listen, even though they're willing to care, they are not adults. They're not adults in little bodies. I would urge you to invest in something like Amazing Antu to talk to a mental health professional or get resources outside of just yourself alone because this is definitely something that can impact kids for years as it probably has impacted you. I've noticed so many times when I've talked to people whose parents literally emotionally dumped their own issues and their own situations onto their kids that that you have a tendency of wanting to do the exact same thing onto your own kids and it's a cyclical thing and I want it to stop and I know that if you're listening to this you want better for yourself so I just want to urge you to take that next step whatever you believe that next step is right now okay let's recap everything that we've talked about in our time with one another is 
first of all, trauma can come in all different forms. And this was really dedicated for soft trauma. And we talked about five ways. It's number one, trying to be perfect at all expense. This is where the dragon mom or dragon dad was expecting you to have all A's and B's. And if you didn't get anything less than perfection, it was basically hell on wheels in your household, arguments, yelling, screaming, punishment, just all sorts of galore if you didn't perform. Number two is passive aggressive behavior. When they gave you the silent treatment, unless you were performing absolute excellence. Number three is conditional love. I only love you as long as you do X, Y, and Z. And you were never appreciated for being the unique and precious human being that you are. Number four, forced to be the man or the lady in the house where you're assuming too many adult responsibilities that far exceeded how you even understood what was going on. And lastly, emotional neglect where another subtopic of the previous stuff, but going into detail where you force to understand things that you weren't quite ready to understand. This was so heavy. This was really a emotional topic even for me and I just want to say that it is not something that one or two conversations are going to fix this so this I'm really urging you this is something that is really resonate with you that you take the next step and you reach out to someone that will really be able to support you all right amazing attitude is one resource but there's so many others so I just want to make sure that you get the support and that you know that you're not alone. There are so many people that are understand and are trained and qualified to help you work through these issues. Okay. Was there something that I said that was really resonating with you? Please let me know. Send me a message. My link, my contact information is on links below. And lastly, please share this podcast if you know that this is going to be helpful for someone. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this time with me. I know this is not an easy subject, but I know that you want better for yourself. So with that being said, thank you for listening and be awesome.